0: If you ain't trying something new, then you're playing it wrong. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcasts about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Whoa! Welcome to episode 19 of Playing It Wrong. Yes, I know I missed last week. I didn't do a bonus episode. But like much of you, I was probably just sitting there, glued to the TV, going, what the fuck? But you do not stop by the podcast or the blog to worry about the real world. It's to escape the real world, and I will do my best to get you away from that for right now. But, unfortunately, let's do some real-world stuff. This is all admin stuff about the podcast, the blog, and the YouTube channel. So, if you can pay attention on the Patreon and on the blog, I've been, and on social media, I've been doing a little little bitch-fest there about the, uh sales tax on on Patreon, which I'm really not that fond of. You can look at my blog post that I said, like, eh, I don't like this. And I've got reasons for it, Mainly because I don't know what to set the value of some of the stuff that I'm offering patrons. And I did some looking and, um, buy me a coffee is also seems to be a good alternative. I'm not closing down the Patreon. I'm redoing the Patreon. Some of the adjustments are done. Not all of them. That's my big project for next week as far as the admin side goes. And I have just started up the Buy Me A Coffee page. So if you want to support the blog, the podcast, or the YouTube channel, I know I haven't done anything on the YouTube channel. Well, there's now another option. There's Buy Me A Coffee. The link is going to be in the show notes. But, hey, I will spell it out here. Hang on. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash TMB Gazebos, because I was limited to 15 characters, so I had to abbreviate it. But there it is. The link is already on the blog. I'll put a link in the show notes. Like I said before, like i said often, in case you're new, I ain't looking to make lots of money. I just want to mainly cover just the hosting for the blog, mainly. And, you know, hey, if I get a little extra it's for pizza, hey, maybe I'll get a better mic for the uh, <clears throat> podcast, so get better audio. Alright, let's get on to the meat of this episode, and like I said, if you ain't trying something new, you're playing it wrong, and you know what I'm talking about? Something that just popped on my radar, and even though I've kind of known about it for a while, uh, I've started really playing around with it. And that's the Cepheus engine, or however you pronounce it. Basically, it's Old School Traveler. First, let's start off with a weird thing. I've seen some echoes or hearsay on the internet that apparently there are a few people who do not consider that Old School I mean, it's old school Traveler. Really, it's old school. Yeah, it's not D20 based, but it's still freaking old school. Second, and here's the reason I wasn't paying attention to it. I've got my old Traveler books. I played it a few times, not many. I quickly got distracted by the Star Wars D6 RPG as a science fiction RPG. And to put it bluntly, a lot of times the Imperium setting didn't do anything for me. And the game system really didn't do that for me. But if you've been paying attention to the blog, I've kind of played around. I've already did a review of Zaibatsu by Zozer Games, which uses the uh, Cepheus engine or Old School Traveler as a basis. It's a little streamlined system. There's a full full review on the blog of it, but it's cyberpunk. Um, So yes, I know that's still science fiction, but it's not Traveler-esque science fiction. And also by Zozer Games, a game that has really kind of captured my attention is Hostile, which is basically the same universe as Zaibatsu. But to put it simply, Zaibatsu is more like Blade Runner, and Hostile is Aliens. And there's a few other of uh, different science fiction genres if you want to do it there. But I want to go off the board here of things that have gotten my attention that are not science fiction at all. I'm first going to talk about the ones that I haven't gotten yet, just give an example of some of the stuff that's out there. Uh, first, there's 2D6 Powers. It's called 2D6 Powers. It's basically superheroes using the old Traveler. There's Hexpunk, which is an urban fantasy one, which is on my radar, sounds interesting. And there is Midnight Boulevard, which is film noir. That's right, So of like BX Gangbusters, maybe. So yeah, those are all on drive through um, you can look up. I'm just going to do a link in the notes to the Cepheus Engine page to show it down there. And, of course, I should also say there's also regular, like, modern-style games, you know, whether you want to do military, espionage, any of that, regular modern things. But the 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 film noir one and the hexpunk one, they're kind of on my radar, even though, you know, they're, they're low on the things. But the one I want to really talk about, because it's the genre that everybody loves and everybody games, is fantasy. And the, well, their 800-pound elephant in the room for this happens to be Sword of Cepheus. And I picked that up. I picked up the bundle that came with the core book and the non-human supplements. And I want to talk about them. I'm just going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to do a full review on the blog, so just stay tuned for that. But it's a pretty good old-school style game. So in case anyone is not that familiar with the uh, old-school Traveler, the Cepheus engine, the 2D6 engine, whatever you want to freaking call it. I'm going to do a very, very brief overview of the way things work. You got six stats that are basically line up with the ND stats, very roughly. Um, Instead of a 3d6 range, you've got a 2d6 range. When you try to do stuff with skills, it's a 2d6 range, not a d20 range. Okay? That's basically it. Your hit points are static. It comes off your endurance, i.e. constitution. When that goes away, then you start taking off your strength and dexterity. When all three of those are zero, you're probably going to die. That's the basics of the game engine itself. That's like the very, very basics. Um, character generation is old school. You can do th- 2d6 in order, 2d6 rearrange, 3d3d6, t- take out the lowest. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but what's interesting on the on the uh, character generation, in case you haven't heard, it's a running joke amongst people who have played old school Traveller. Yes, you can as yeah, uh, excuse me you can die in character generation it's rules as written so basic character generation is a zero level funnel if you want to put it in and call classic terms now most game masters back then even the few times i ran it and even in sort of cepheus there's the option to say okay you don't die but something bad happens to you now one of the things i do like about it is for character generation you choose career paths you get skills and other benefits You roll for, you know, stuff you get, money, equipment, um, skills, and even some attribute boosts. But you also roll for events, which have interesting things happen to you. You can gain allies, which are like contacts, retainers, bigger, more material things, more skills. So each career gets you more and more skills. Of course, it makes your character older, and you have to look at aging, which will totally F you up. And then once you go through a career once, you started all over again and either there's an option to go to other careers or stick to that one of course you may just get kicked out which means you begin adventuring so you could actually end up generating a pretty interesting character background and a fully rounded character at the beginning so that's the basic overall view of character generation and how the system works now i want to talk specifically about like i said i'm gonna do a, a much more detailed review on the blog But talking about here, um, this is very much, Sword of Cepheus is very much a sword and sorcery game. It is, you can even do um, sword and sandals or sword and planet if you want to. So there's lots of options. There is no setting that comes along with the book. You've got your character generation, equipment. Matter of fact, in the basic book, you've just got humans. There's a non-human race supplement which handles non-humans as pretty much a profession, a class, where you get things. Like I was saying, it's very much a sword and sorcery game. It is not high fantasy in any way. There are options to make it easier, and that falls you know, when you're talking sword and sorcery versus high fantasy, it kind of breaks down to what morality, because there technically are no paladins. That's not even really an option. You can play like one, but there's no real option for all the nifty little things that, that the paladin class gets. So, in my personal opinion what really differentiates between the higher fantasy game and a sword and sorcery game is the magic so that's what i'm going to start talking about as the one thing that kind of separates it from you know other games it is very much a sword and sorcery game in rules as written to cast a spell it takes 10 minutes and with the rules as written that's 100 rounds of combat so you are not going to be casting a spell in combat generally. There is an option to do hasty casting with a minus two penalty. And there is a way, in rules is written, to use foci to immediately cast a spell. But those are really expensive. So generally casting a spell takes ten minutes. There really aren't that many of the direct damage spells. There are some that will outright kill you. There are some that will do damage. There are lots that will summon things and do other things like that but there's not a focus on combat-type spells. Additionally, there's no how many spells you can cast per day. You can cast as long as you want. There is, of course, because sorcery is dark and dangerous, spells are broken down by white, gray, and black magic, and casting black magic, you will get corruption. Using gray magic for more evil ends will get you corruption, which, you know dark magic, corruption, you have spell mishaps, and there is no... you have to be this... have this amount of skill to do the highest level spells. They call them circles. It goes up to circle six. You don't have to be that. You could have a sorcery skill of one and still start off the game even with one of the most powerful spells in the game. Chances are you won't be able to cast it, but you'll have it at your disposal. You know, there's no... you forget a spell for a day, one of these spell mishaps is you plan out, forget it, and lose it. Of course, one of them is also that you could just freaking die if you really blow a spell roll. In addition, there is no distinction like there is in with D&D-based games between cleric spells, magic user spells, druid spells, illusionist spells. There's just spells. And sort of like the old school magic user, you want to be illusionist? Then learn freaking illusion spells. Now, there are careers that, that kind of mirror... A druid there's a shaman and of course there's you know the, i think there's a clergy or something like that just kind of mirrors cleric but that profession in and of itself does not give you specific spells you can choose still whatever spells you want so now so for me anyway that really spells it out as a more of a sword and sorcery game than a high fantasy or even medium fantasy game so this is something that's definitely worth look-see if you want just a game that's a little different now, you know me I uh, especially been around the you know the blog or even the good old podcast here for a while. you know I love house rules. I know there's stuff I'm gonna do to house rule it. I just haven't figured out what yet, and like I said earlier on, that there seems to be a thriving com- community around the 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 two d six engine, so I might have to dip my toe in that for a while and you know, see what pops up. so I'm gonna start wrapping this up i but no tomes of ancient forbidden knowledge. okay, you know what? I'm gonna. I started this with admin stuff. I'm gonna end it with admin stuff because you know you might be a little bored by this. But I kind of looked at my anchor stats, and now that they've got more enhanced ones, and finding that most people aren't even listening to that. So I think I'm gonna save that till I have the time. I'll look at a section of one of the old school, one of those little brown books. Do it as a special segment when I've actually got something interesting to say. Because even myself, I think some of that was pretty boring. And you know, with this little sort of Outside influenced hiatus. I've kind of realized in my head that I need to get my shit together. Um, My my desk is messed up because I've got a work laptop on my normal space for YouTube, where I did the YouTube videos. That's why I haven't done any of those. So I've got to work and get rearrange some stuff. So I still have a plan for the next YouTube video. So I've got to get that done. I've got like a whole backlog of stuff in my head that I've got to get published on the blog. And you know what? With that, I'm going to leave you. I know it's a little shorter than usual. And, you know, the podcasts are probably going to be a little shorter than than they were before. But I want to make them fun and hopefully enjoyable. So, with that, we're going to say, Roll Dice, Kill Monsters, take their stuff and have fun because that will never change, people. Alright, thanks for listening. You know the links all blah, 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 blah. Have a great gaming week. And be safe out there.